Hello there. You're listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host. Today, we are speaking with Bob Graff, Senior Sales Manager of STEM Education and Workforce Development at Yaskawa America. Yaskawa Mudaman, located in Miamisburg, Ohio, produces robotic automation for industry and robotic applications, including arc welding, clean room, coating, material cutting, materials handling, and spot welding. Recently, they've become well-known for their collaborative robot or cobot line. Before Yaskawa, Bob served over 18 years in the education technology industry as an account manager at HMH, a global K-12 learning company, and other management roles at Gateway, Primex Education Solutions, and Apple Computer, among others. He earned his bachelor's degree in history at the University of Cincinnati. Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, for those who are not familiar with Yaskawa Motorman, what is its history here in the U.S.? Well, actually two histories. So Yaskawa America was formed uh, as a company called Motoman. So our brand name here in the United States is, um, most people would recognize as Motoman. Yaskawa Japan actually was founded in 1915. So the company that we're part of, um, which is the robotics division, is over 100 years old. In Ohio, we formed out of a partnership with Hobart back in the um, late 70s into the 80s, and then actually came together as an organization under Yaskawa in 1989. So while we serve basically North and South America um, out of our office in Miamisburg, um, Yaskawa has about 400,000 robots worldwide. Um, so Yaskawa has four different divisions. We're the robotics division, which is based in the United States, but covers North and South America, including Mexico. We also have our drives in motion division, which is in Wisconsin. And they're actually a larger um, product division than our robotics division, and they serve worldwide. And what are your responsibilities in the company? So my job is Director of Education and Workforce for Yaskawa America, which includes sales, distribution, uh, marketing, product development, training curriculum and certification, and workforce. I know you've been spending time on the workforce. Uh, speaking of workforce, are robots taking over the world, or uh, do you perceive that Robots are coming for our jobs so that we can get a, a better, rewarding one. Well, <laughs> so there's two sides to that. Um, I think the perception is based on um, media, culture, society in terms of robots taking jobs or taking lives, uh, <laughs> and it doesn't quite work that way. Um, we look at industrial robotics as part of the robotic ecosystem. We're one part of it. So in our world, um, I think the the four things that are critical for robotics in terms of job and shifting careers over the next 10 years is that the inability to compete is our biggest threat to jobs. It's not automation. It's not robotics. Um, and the fact that technology advancements, whether it's in the robotics industry or Industry 4.0 or computer technology, it's always changing the nature of society and how people use technology and that will always continue. Um, but if we focus all of our technology or robotic anxiety, we'll miss all the opportunities that are out there to change and shift the right way. Um, and finally, I think the most important thing is the skill gap is real. 
and we need to do something about it in automation and manufacturing. We have the best opportunity to do that. Uh, you had mentioned in a recent presentation that 87,000 new jobs will be created for robotics and automation by 2025. How does that offset that perceived loss? So, the per, you know, it's hard to know what exactly how you quantify the perceived loss of jobs as a, as a result of robotics. We're looking at it as more of a shift of skill sets for retraining and reskilling. So we're looking at a, um, you know, an eight-year probably uh, trajectory for adding another maybe 90,000 or more jobs, but what has changed is the definition of those jobs. Um, and what I mean by that is the change has to do with the responsibility skill sets that are required for jobs that don't even exist yet today that are going to exist over the next five to 10 years. What do you see as those primary skills that workers will need in, in this type of heavily automated, digitally integrated manufacturing environment? So I think there's two parts to that answer. One is you have to look at Industry 4.0 or Manufacturing 5.0 technologies. All of those, um, whether it's Internet of Everything, uh, Additive, Autonomous, Robotics, Big Data, all roll back into robotics. So if you look at skill sets and what is going to be needed today is we need to begin looking at those new skill sets to develop new training, curriculum, certification, and programs. At the core of the industrial skills for robotics, it's programming, simulation, and application development, uh, robotics safety, uh, maintenance, welding. Um, collaborative robotics is the next um, really phase in robotic evolution, so that's going to be an important part of the training skills that are going to be needed. Vision systems will be another part of it. And as you look at how in robotics are changing because of Industry 4.0, there's new technologies that are rolling out that we're not sure what the skills are yet. And looking out on, and onto that horizon, is there even a way to predict the types of skills that will be needed in the next 10 or 20 years? I mean, you've let, you've pr provided some of those. You'd mentioned yes. you'd mentioned before that there you know even we didn't even have a term called robotics coordinator several years ago. That's so. right. So it, it's um, that's a really great question. You have to look at the education career pathway you know, in terms of what is being taught in schools today. The path that that will take let's say students that are using um, STEM classes to learn more about possible careers for themselves. Okay, so the core things that they're learning, I think, will be here for a while. The technologies will probably shift in terms of how it's being used, but things like programming, coding, um, design that kids are learning today are still going to be relevant because regardless of how the skills might change, the, the core experience that they have is the same. Um, so programming a robotic um, system will change based on the new technology, but at the end of the day, those core skills are the most important. And you have even mentioned that even some of the, what uh, individuals would consider to be the soft skills, the business acumen, and right. the communication will also be needed. So yeah, there's two sides to the skill track. Um, so we work with schools and academic organizations and state Department of Education to develop aligned um, curriculum outcomes that 
are um, consistent with what's being taught in schools. But a lot of the skills that are needed in industry um, are things like adaptive. Um, and what I mean by that is um, putting a business plan together is, is one thing, using a spreadsheet is another, but when we're talking about an, an, a robotic type uh, environment, it could be a number of roles. It might be project management, it might be collaborative, um, working in teams, partnerships. Um, time management is going to be more important. Um, and part of that is we need to teach students how to be active thinkers and to be constantly um, learning new experiences. Are educators able to keep up with this demand? Right now, no. <laughs> um, it depends on what the educator's focus is. So in a K-12 type environment um, where they might be teaching STEM-based um, robotics, they're really at a very elementary level and they could lock in on that for a number of years. Um, but if they're not aware of the in what is happening out in Industry 4.0 and convergence of technology, they're not gonna be prepared to uh, under you know, understand the skills and or have tools to teach the skills. So our job is kind of this dynamic, fluid approach where as new technologies become available is to make the academic uh, curriculum aligned to industry more relevant and quicker back to the teachers so that they can uh, get involved earlier on. What are some of the most recent workforce development efforts that Yaskawa Motorman has spearheaded recently? Uh, and you've mentioned the Ohio Manufacturing Workforce Development Partnership. So we're, uh, we have a number of initiatives and projects that we're involved with around the country. So um, we, our sister company, which is part of Yaskawa, is called Intellitech. Intellitech is one of the largest STEM-based uh, mechatronic and robotic automation education companies in the world. We're working with them on new certifications. Um, we just announced a new coding sponsorship with them. That's a national coding championship. Um, working with um, other STEM robotic companies and curriculum companies that do STEM <clears throat> to develop better versions of computer uh, manufacturing or SIM and robotic manufacturing we're developing new modules for our learning management system that are aligned closer to industry. Um, we're looking at unifying our actual training organizations worldwide so that we'll have a consistent way of delivering instruction and curriculum and certification in multiple languages. Um, I have multiple partnerships around um, the different states that have to do with economic development and workforce development together. Uh, career pathways that are with um, school districts, county districts, rolling up to two-year and four-year colleges. And we're finally we're working with the ARM Institute out of Pittsburgh on high-level application and technology development. And that's the Manufacturing USA That Center. is part of the Manufacturing USA, that's correct. Uh, You've, so you mentioned high schools, career technical schools, and tier community colleges uh, moving away from the traditional degrees to uh, the STEM-based certification and career pathway credentialing. Uh, what is the role of four-year institutions in this mix? 
I think it's changing. Uh, I think traditionally the four-year colleges and academic um, institutions that I've worked with for a very long time have really focused on more on the research side of the house and developing maybe commercialized products, maybe not, um, funded by um, traditional funding sources like NSF and the military. Um, having said that, um, it, those projects related to robotics have been embedded in EE uh, or mechanical engineering programs and or newer, what they're calling mechatronic programs. Um, so I think that it's changing because the four-year colleges or the traditional academic colleges, institutions are realizing that they need to provide skill and certification embedded into their actual degree programs and in their classes. I think that's the biggest um, trend moving away from traditional academic. What are some of the most successful collaborations you've witnessed? If you could provide a, an example. So um, we have a lot. <laughs> I think um, one of the things that I, I has had, I think, a huge amount of impact in terms of uh, robotic education and career development is with um, Tri-Rivers, um, which is in Marion, Ohio. The organization is called RamTech which we worked with them from the inception. And it's an ongoing process of adapting to industry back into education. The success that we've had has really been about finding jobs at the end of the day and career pathways that are relevant to companies and manufacturers in Ohio. And we've taken that template and have moved it across the country for other states to use the same approach to increase the, you know, close the job and skill gap and to increase the workforce partnership um, potential and value that they could have in each state. And there are a number of different RAM tech programs at the career technical centers around the state as well. Right. So there's 24 um, centers. Each one is slightly different in, in how they serve um, their geographic area. But the, at the center of it, it is about undergraduate certification and then incumbent and adult worker training. Um, and some emphasize a multitude of Industry 4.0 or Manufacturing 5.0 technologies, uh, which are traditional, but now they're at a point where they're actually providing certifications. So the success I've seen is we've, I think we've graduated close to 60 or 80 students through RamTech alone that have um, job opportunities, if not jobs already lined up with Whirlpool, Honda, and others. Um, so it's, a, it's an amazing thing to watch. In addition to preparing new workers, what is Yaskawa Motoman doing to support upskilling and reskilling workers for, you know, as these disruptive technologies enter the, uh, the manufacturing space? So we're, we're looking at maybe three different areas. I think the first one is to constantly be looking at what industry is asking for in terms of training specifically. Um, and as the roadmap of our products change and the robotics industry changes, we're developing um, new training courses and then um, taking those training courses and making them available in various ways. Um, 
I think the second thing is that um, I think with the partnerships that we have with colleges, universities, and um, places like Ramtech, we're looking at developing new curriculum, blended curriculum that has advanced um, technology for things like um, VR and AR and being able to actually um, be more in line with, I think, the next generation of students, which is going to be more of an immersed environment. So last question. What would surprise listeners about Yaskava Motorman? So, yeah, so we have um, actually a program internally to support um, Montgomery County, which is where we're located, and, and that has to do with working with Goodwill, um, which is um, very popular within our organization for donations, for people putting in time, resources. We do a radio program with them. Uh, we do a reading program with them as well. Um, and then uh, twice a year, we have a um, fundraising activity um, within our organization, and then we reach out to our partners in industry in Ohio to help out as well. So we're real proud of that. All right, great. Uh, thank you so much, Bob, for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Catherine.